1: The place to be to be.
2: You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Keith Smith hosts a great podcast called The Fuel Podcast. Keith, tell us what these fine folks will get out of listening. Fuel is all about the advertising business. It's like Mad Men for the ears. Every show, I pick on a hot topic to discuss or interview a celebrity from the world of British and American advertising. We chat about all sorts of things, and I try and uncover the real person behind the image using just my powerful charm, incisive wit, and incredible use humility. Awesome. Where can people subscribe? Wherever they normally get their podcasts from Apple, Google, Spotify, the NPN website, or just visit my website at thefuelpodcast.com. You heard him. Go subscribe.
3: He did say uh, that he, you know, when he took uh, Twitter on, he wanted to democratize the airwaves and, you know, free speech and all the rest of it. So um, he can't get angry at this. Um, You know, people are exercising their right to demonstrate just... um, you know, how they don't like this particular feature.
4: Hello, 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 and welcome to the extra shot. This is your friendly podcast from myself and the wonderful co host Making Sang, where we discuss the latest digital marketing stories of the week. Well, the one hot digital marketing story of the week. And I'd like to welcome my co host Making. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. It's always, my Friday is brightened up by talking to you every week. Honestly, it's one of the highlights. It's one of the highlights. Just to let everyone know that we are recording this, you will be, we're going to discuss our stories. But then if you want to come on and have your say, you're more than welcome to contribute. And we'll give you a shout when that happens. But you will be recorded and you will be going out on our podcast, The Extra Shot, which you can find wherever you listen to your podcasts. So let's start with, you are the most relevant animal I could possibly think of, actually in a nice way because I could see how this would go wrong. Um, This week, (laughs) this animal is totally suited to you because it laughs a lot.
3: So I'm guessing
4: a hyena. Yes, <laughs> unbelievably, like usually my my clues aren't that obvious. You got it. You are a hyena this week. So welcome, hyena. And this is, you know, I always feel like we have to explain this because people who listen in would be go, "What are? They? What does she just make that up? Where does that come from?" But um, this is from our shared Google Doc that we share to, to so that we know what we're talking about in the podcast. So hyena may king. We should probably move on to who won the internet and who lost the internet. And I know you want to tell us about who lost the internet this week.
3: Yes, I absolutely do. Now, we often talk about the AI overlords and how you know rapidly they are um, doing some crazy things and are they going to replace us and, and what have you. Uh, but this week, we've got... Um, an awful story, actually, uh, from um, TikTok, who have an an AI meme maker filter, which um, is used when you upload a photo of yourself, and then AI will generate some um, text to go with it. Now, unfortunately, it's fat phobic, and it's, uh, it's fat shaming people. And some of the text that's been coming up is it's been you know terrible, really. So, picking on, um, um, you know, uh, people's um, uh, the way that they look, you know, their caricatures, like you know, their uh, noses, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and uh, and so there's been complaints, of course, there will be. <laughs> so um, that there was, um, in fact, there was a, a, a lady who just decided to uh, post them anyway, and uh, and just. Uh, and just show her reactions of the, um, you know, the, the things that were being uh, pulled out by the, um, uh, by the meme maker. So I'm not really sure whether I want to read them really, but um, there was a lady who uh, posted herself as a, um, you know, as a prompt and the filter wrote things like, wow, this uh, quarantine has really messed up my summer body. Uh it also came up with when those skinny jeans finally rip up the seams. And then there was another one that where the filter wrote, finally a swung that's not broken but a swing that's not broken by my weight. So, you know, it's not great. <laughs> it really isn't no. great. Um and uh yeah, um TikTok definitely needs to be called out on this.
4: It's really bizarre as well because um like honestly, it doesn't matter how fat you are, but the person in the photo that they're putting that is not particularly fat. So it's almost like I'm imagining what they're putting on larger people. From that, is it even more insulting? It's absolutely ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that's there, um, and obviously horrible. You know, um, I know a lot of AI is having problems because obviously they test stuff. But they, they don't know what AI is going to come out with, to be honest. I think that's the problem, isn't it? So AI has decided this poor woman is fat and it's, <laughs> and it's decided it's going to insult her. How obviously they need to go and edit this AI or this filter that is doing that. But I think that is the one of the problems that we're seeing with AI across the board. I know a lot of the, the Facebook chat bots that we talked about. A couple of weeks ago, you know, they are, they were tested for a lot of things, but they're still pumping out some rubbish. So it's it's one of the, it's a cautionary tale, really. If you're using AI, be careful what you let it do.
3: Absolutely. I mean, is it a good enough excuse, though, that we just need to train it better and share more uh, data with it? You know, I I don't know whether that is a permissible excuse anymore, to be honest.
4: Yeah, I mean, obviously they can't test everything and it's not until somebody points it out that they're able to see what's wrong. And as AI gets more complex, you you just don't know what it's going to come out with. I think that's one of the issues. Um, obviously for ourselves, when we're creating with like generative AI tools, we need to be cautious about what we're doing. But generally we you should always read and edit whatever you produce in a generative AI tool like ChatGPT or image creation tools as well. And just be aware, you know, be sensitive to your audience and what they're going to see there. I suppose that's, that's a lesson for us. Robots aren't as smart as we th- think they are because if they were... Well, maybe they, part of me is going, maybe these robots were trained to be insulting. (laughs) What do you think? (laughs) Maybe, like, you know, maybe they, what was it, TikTok? Maybe they thought they'd get some PR out of it.
3: (laughs) Oh, dear. Maybe, maybe not. I hope not. (laughs) So it wasn't too depressing
4: Yes, wasn't too depressing a story this week making because sometimes we get a little bit depressed after the um, the who lost the internet story. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's bad, yeah. but it's not going to make me sad. So that's that's good. No. So but let's cheer everyone up because I always love a bit of <coughs> taking on the musk, taking on the musk. So you may remember that it must it was two weeks ago since I did my last live show because last week I was away and on that live show, we were talking about the fact that Elon Musk has removed all the bits from your links. So now when you post a link, it's just an image with a slight overlay of the name of the website. So you don't get the headline anymore and you don't get the description before you click, um, which nobody, nobody asks for. Nobody likes. I mean, we know that he doesn't want people to leave Twitter. He wants them to stay there. So he's just making links, unless they're an ad, really just not clickable at all. So people got a bit mad about that and they started abusing it. So they started creating tweets because now that there's no headline or description, you have to say what the headline is and the description in your actual tweet or post or whatever it's called these days. That's where you need to put it. So People started trolling Elon Musk with this new feature, posting a link to a story that was, you know, had him in a photo in the the image that goes with the story. So I'm looking at one in front of me here, and it's just a picture of Elon Musk coming out of court. And it's just got cnbc.com, because that's the link overlaid on the image. And above, somebody has put, Elon Musk was arrested after being found in the street in a ketamine-induced fugue state. And then so that started taking off and people kept posting images of Elon Musk doing various things. Elon, Well, I'm not going to read them because some of them are quite insulting and I don't want to be part of that, but really trolling him with, you know, this new feature and how it could be abused. So why does this win on the Internet when it's being mean to someone? You know, I did kind of have two thoughts about whether I choose this story or not because it's being mean to someone. But it really is a good way to showcase perhaps that Elon Musk that this new feature is not a good one. So um, I like the fact that it's just showing the person who's responsible for it what's wrong with it. You know, I've no love for Elon Musk, but I don't think we should be going around insulting anyone, which was why I didn't read the <laughs> captions from the other two, the other two, which were slightly more controversial than, you know, taking some drugs, which he's admitted to doing in the past. So any thoughts on this making?
3: Well, you know, um, he did say uh, that he, you know, when he took uh, Twitter on, he wanted to democratise the airwaves and, you know, free speech and all the rest of it. So um, he can't get angry at this. Um, you know, people are exercising their right to demonstrate just, um, you know, how they don't like this particular feature and how misleading it can be. Um, and given um, the recent backlash uh, with um With what's happening with uh, Palestine and Israel, and a lot of misinformation that's been uh, posted on um, X, Um, you know, this is something else that you know we um, that he may need to look into uh, and uh, explore it in a bit more detail. So, uh, yeah, people just uh, exercising their right to uh, uh, to show their uh, um, how they're not happy with this uh, new development.
4: And you know what it is I think it's worth mentioning that people don't click links they do read the headline and look at the image and feel like they've read a news story so I think it is kind of important that that, that it has context in the headline and in the description, because if people are just reading the tweet and seeing the image, they could feel like they've seen facts. And I've seen this on, you know, many times on Facebook, people post a link and think they know what the link is about and talk about it. But when you click through, it's about something else. We're all guilty of that, by the way. So I think it is really important that we bring back the description and the headline to the Twitter links. Okay. Now I feel a bit depressed after the internet winner. I don't know about you. <laughs> we should get on with our news story of the week. So just for anyone listening. We're recording our podcast here. We we will let you come in and have your say about the specific news story when we finish talking about it. And we'll bring you in one at a time to have your say. So we'll just give you a short slot just to let you know. And we are recording it. So if you come in, you will be on your podca- our podcast as long as your comments are relevant and you're not saying anything rude or or anything, you know. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Okay, so moving on. I will, I guess I cover this story. Oh, do you? We never decided who's going to cover Yay. this story. No, you can go ahead. <laughs> we discussed who was, we got really well into our planning and then totally lost it when we talked about what story. Okay, so... Um, Actually, we were discussing before the show how this is related to Colleen Rooney, because I put a little thing at the bottom about Colleen Rooney. We all remember Wagatha Christie. And if you don't remember Wagatha Christie, which is just hilarious, um, a football (laughs) wife called Colleen Rooney found that people were sharing stories or leaking stories about her to the press, but the only people that had access to those stories was her close friends list on Instagram. So she did a bit of, this is why she's Wagatha Christie, she did a bit of investigating to try and find out who that was. And one of the things she did was she removed everyone from her friends list apart from one person. I I imagine she must have done this one at a time for her friends. And she discovered that allegedly The one person who was still because she was sharing fake stories at this stage to her her Instagram story. So she'd be able to identify it. The only person who saw those fake stories, according to Colleen Rooney, I'm just covering myself legally here, was another footballer's wife called Rebecca Vardy. So that is the story. It became huge. It was a massive thread on Twitter. It was a big thing on Instagram. It went, well, there was a court case where they had like a celebrity lawyer. Why am I telling you this? And what's it got to do with my story of the week? Well, Instagram have just started testing a new feature. It's official. It's from Adam Mossari's Instagram broadcast channel that they are now going to allow you to share your Instagram story with different groups of people. So it will no longer be public or close friends. You'll be able to have different groups. Now, this is great for Colleen. If she wants to do that again, that'd be a lot easier for her to work out. But also it's really good for business because a lot of businesses would have different segments of their audience. Maybe you have a business to consumer product and a business to business product. And if you're just sharing all your content to both of those sets of people, half of your content is irrelevant and could turn them off. Or I gave the example of a hotel because I've worked with a lot of hotels. That a hotel might have a um, an audience of tourists obviously that's what we think of when we think of hotels but also people who are booking weddings also corporate visitors and also people that are booking their venue for an event that isn't a wedding so all those people need different sorts of content so in this case you would be able to share you know the right content with the right group of people it does mean you need to do a bit of work to segment your customers um I don't think you need to go through your whole follower list. You can keep adding to these different groups, but I do think it could be really valuable to segment your audience in this way and just deliver the messages that are most relevant to them. Um and as I was saying in the in my Digital Coffee show, this is particularly like um
3: Google Plus, do you remember Google Plus making I do. I do. Uh, And I absolutely loved it because of the segmentation. Um, You know, I felt, you know, part of the different circles the different communities and talked about the relevant um, things. So um, I was very sad when it went. (laughs) Yeah. And it was their big I know. I remember when it came out, I was going, you can do
4: that on Facebook already. But it was their big selling point, was always like circles, which were you would have a friend's circle, you would have a family circle, you'd have a circle that were interested in cats, you'd have a circle so that you could share to those specific circles, but you could also just see content from them. That's not something that's going to happen in stories right now. But I do think that was a really valuable tool. But I think it was a bit ahead of their time because I think everyone just ended up sharing with everyone rather than looking at their circles. But I think the concept specifically works really well for a business owner.
3: So who will you be using this for yeah. making? Well, I, I mean, you know, looking to my own um, community, you know, I am uh, a trainer, uh, I'm a strategist as well as a FOMO creator. And even in the FOMO creator space, you know, I've got different audiences there. So there is a lot of uh, scope for me to be able to um, segment uh, and, uh, and you know, only show certain things to, you know, certain parts of the, um, you know, of my uh, followers, Um I mean, the personal things I like to share with everybody because you know people want to get to know me as a person. But when it comes to the training aspect or the mentoring aspect um, or the FOMO creating aspect, um, I think that you know that there's potential there for me to uh, to segment into. And what about yourself, Amanda? Yeah, I can see
4: because obviously I have an audience because I've been doing this a long time. I have different people that have come to me for different reasons and no analytics and ROI is my thing these days. You know, I still have. Obviously, we do this show every week where we don't talk about analytics hardly at all. So, you know, I know there's I've already got an audience for that. You're right about the personal things. There's a lot of things. Well, it depends how personal I get i don't you know i have a business account and i have a personal account they have different stuff on them but yeah a lot of the stuff that would be personal or not necessarily personal but brand building could go out to everyone so there's going going to be content that works i mean also you could have like a customer list so that only your customers are on there and you're sharing discounts or special offers or exclusive content with those people there's i think there's value in that as well
3: absolutely and there's um Obviously, an opportunity to generate buzz and excitement and fomo, so you know you could let on to the other uh, groups that you've segmented that you've you know that you've have just added a, a discount or you know got a special offer in the customer a bit um you know, and that maybe entices people to want to know more about that aspect aspect of your business. I
4: think it'll be cool. So let's see if anyone else wants to come in and talk about this. And while we wait, so just you can request, we are talking about segmenting your audience in Instagram stories this week. And while we wait to see if anyone wants to come in and have their say, we're going to take a commercial break, which nobody on
0: LinkedIn will hear. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant.
2: You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Keith Smith hosts a great podcast called The Fuel Podcast. Keith, tell us what these fine folks will get out of listening. Fuel is all about the advertising business. It's like Mad Men for the ears. Every show, I pick on a hot topic to discuss or interview a celebrity from the world of British and American advertising. We chat about all sorts of things, and I try and uncover the real person behind the image using just my powerful charm, incisive wit, and incredible humor humility awesome where can people subscribe wherever they normally get their podcasts from apple google spotify the npn website or just visit my website at thefuelpodcast.com you heard him go subscribe and we're back
4: we're back that's where i insert the ads (laughs) so does anyone want to come on board and talk about this better be a no i think oh the tumbleweed i know ah (laughs) <laughs> i was worried like one week nobody will want to come on <laughs> but i can see there's so many people listening shahida come on in and have your say unmute
5: unmute can you hear me
4: we can yes oh hello okay great hello good
5: morning um yeah i'm just wondering you know for people who just sell one product or one service or so like i um do turmeric tea and that's all i do that's my one line that how would it work for somebody like me with um segment segmentation
4: well there could be i mean do you mm. ship worldwide so you could look at it from a location basis so recently this week i sent like email newsletters to two different uh, to people in ireland because i'm speaking at an event in ireland so i spent mm. sent one version to my to people in ireland to tell them about the <laughs> and the other one i sent out do you fancy a trip to ireland to the people in the UK, and I didn't send it to the US at all. I just sent it to those two (laughs) little segments. So, I mean, that's one thing that you could look at because, obviously, you know, shipping is going to be different for each of those. So maybe you want an offer that's only going for the UK, and maybe there's one that you're going to do to the US. Or the customer list that we were talking about, if you've got customers just to make them feel a little bit special, that it's exclusive content just for them, that could work.
5: Mm, A
4: bit like Patreon. Well, got yes different... except they're not paying well they are paying because they're your customers and i suppose the nice thing about that is you know it's usually easier to sell to existing customers than new people yeah. so that could work making yeah. any
3: thoughts Yeah, and as you grow, um, Shahidi, you know, um, there there could be wholesalers who might be interested in shipping your product as well. So, you know, uh, maybe going down the track, you know, there could be a retail and a wholesale segment. And then, you know, possibly white labeling as well. You know, people might love your product, but they want their own brand to be put onto it. So, you know, that could be something that you could uh, potentially look at in the future.
5: Ah. You've got me thinking that potentially also because I'm in the West Midlands that I could do something West Midlands wise or Birmingham wide wide um, and then UK wide. Because, you know, um, if I do tea tasting, it's obviously a lot easier to get to my home home city. Um, Yeah. So. So thank you. Good fruit for thought there. Thank you.
4: I'd also think about, and obviously I don't know enough about turmeric tea or turmeric tea. I'm never sure how to say that, but <laughs> do people use it for different reasons? You know, are some people using it for health benefits and some people using it just because they like tea? I'm being bizarre here, yeah. but if you can think of the different use cases and if you know, you know, that some of the followers are really into this specific thing, you know, that could yeah. be another way to look at it. Mm, thank you very much today for today. I'll, I'll stay tuned. We'll send you the bill now for our consulting services. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh gosh, happy
4: Friday. <laughs> Don't go away. Don't go away because as you are our only guest, we get into the piece of the show where you get to tell us a little bit about your business and what you're up to this week. So we'll actually start with you, Shahida, because you're here.
5: Okay. Um, so I I, I make um, an all organic um, turmeric tea that's got six other spices in it. So it's got um, ginger, cinnamon, cardamom, fennel, licorice, and black pepper, and mm-hmm. um, it's ideal to drink at this time of the year because it helps um, with your immune system, and it's an anti-natural anti-inflammatory. In fact, I just found out today that someone in my family. Uh, I, I I came out from London last night, and. Um, they are all sitting at the table and they're drinking the tea. I said, "What's happened?" They said, "We've all got the leg." So I said, "Okay." Inside, I thought, "Yes, okay, they've really got it now, um, and they're drinking it." And I just had some as well because I was, um, I was, I was in, I was at Euston yesterday, and there were so many people. And I came back and I just thought, I felt a bit, you know, croaky or whatever. So I just started downing that tea. But then on the flip side, I also um, run a national charity as well, and through that, you were just talking about AI earlier. Um, I went to a conference where they were talking about AI and further education, and that was just mind-blowing. Um, some of the um, data insights they shared as well about, you know, how the job, job industry will change and, you know, how can um, educators use AI? It was just all, it, it was it was really helpful because it, it helped to take away the fear of AI because I'm, I'm a bit of a tech, technophobe, and sometimes you don't really want to face things that you fear as we know making um, <laughs> in our discussions um, and and I just found that you know knowing that little bit more about AI and what it could potentially do I mean I'm still obviously very apprehensive at how we use it in our charity um, but it was just really interesting to see that you know there are people who are sort of trying to explore it a bit more um, and then I'm off to do a tea tasting session now and at the weekend um, I can't remember what else I'm doing at the weekend
4: Um, yeah, I'm probably going to try and relax because it's been a really busy week. So if people want to know about your future tea tastings, because this won't be live on our podcast until Monday, where do they go to find out more?
5: So, um, it's on the website usually, which is www.divineteas.co.uk. That's an S at the end. And I'm also on Instagram and LinkedIn. And after hearing about Twitter today, I'm just thinking, should I keep posting? But I also am on Twitter as well.
4: Twitter great I keep saying Twitter Twitter I, I still call oh, it Twitter X. I, X. I know I know but I don't know am I ever going to get used to that <laughs> I know can you
5: just imagine like yeah you just trying to get everybody to change it but no yeah. I'm still always going to call it Twitter
4: yeah let's I'm in the Twitter oh, yeah. gang
5: yeah <laughs> amazing but yeah
4: I'm gonna stay tuned I'm, I'm gonna hop in a cabin a bit but I'll stay tuned thank you great great stuff and thanks for joining us um making what are you up to this week
3: Thanks, Shahida. It's always great to uh, hear from you. Uh, well, I've had um, a couple of really busy weeks uh, creating FOMO for, um, uh, for various events. So I actually, uh, next week, I... Um, I'm going to be relaxing and drinking some of uh, Shahida's divine teas. <laughs> Great. But, um, you know, inspired by, uh, your recent, uh, week of, uh, planning. It is something that I also need to, uh, to think about as well. Um, I've got dates in my diary for next year, um, of creating FOMO and delivering training on FOMO, but, uh, I want to be a bit more, uh, strategic as well. So, uh, so next week I'm going to be doing a bit more planning. I was, um, Hoping to uh, get a product uh, at, um, by the end of the year, um, like a, a book on, um, you know, a few tips on how to create FOMO. Uh, and, uh, and that was left by the wayside a little bit uh, as I was uh, rather busy recently. So I need to pick that up as well. So uh, planning and uh, creating a product hopefully next week that's exciting I can't wait I can't wait to see your
4: book because I've seen this like in progress and I'm really excited about it so woohoo what am I doing actually what am I doing next week oh I'm going to be anyone that's near Belfast or can come to Belfast on Wednesday. I am teaching for Google Garage, which is, um, I always have to say, it's run through Enterprise Nation alongside Google. So I had to wear a Google t-shirt and everything. And t-shirts really don't suit me. I'm having to work on my look because I was really unimpressed by the way I looked in Wales in a t-shirt, anyway, going off track, it's all about the fashion, um, I, next Wednesday in Belfast, full day of training for Google Garage, so um, if you are near Belfast, or you fancy a trip to Belfast, come along, um, it's, I think it starts at 10.30 and it finishes at 3, that's just me guessing. At the time it starts. So um, do come along and love to see you there. And also I have, because I did take a whole week off to do planning and now that planning is coming into fruition. So I have a new service, which I will be launching, quietly launching next week, which is, it's actually not that new um, because I do a bit of it already, but I'm kind of packaging it up, which is for all those people who want to do their analytics, but are worried they haven't got it set up right or want to get it set up right. Um, It's for the small agencies and the website developers that need to report to clients about you know, the success of their campaigns. So this is a service I'll be offering to set up the analytics, to set up the customized reports, to make sure everything's firing correctly, set up the conversions, which is the most important thing, but can be quite complicated to set up. So that's all going to be part of this new service that I will be offering starting next week. So I'll have links and everything next week, but I'm kind of excited. So that's me.
3: (laughs) And I uh, um, just want to say a big thank you to uh, Christelle, Zabel and uh, timelin for uh, joining us and uh, and the fabulous uh, Shahida as well. Don't forget to
4: subscribe to this podcast because if you can't make it live looking at you, Christelle, every week <laughs> for our podcast, you can listen in afterwards. Um, it's called The Extra Shot which is where you will find um, a picture of myself and making pointing at the camera on a purple background. That's the one you want to subscribe to. If you enjoy this podcast, please, please give us a rating as well, because that really helps us boost our listenings. And a big thanks to the Marketing Podcast Network as well for hosting us. I think that's, I've done all the ads now, have I? Is that all good? Yes. <laughs> In which case, we will be back here on LinkedIn. Yes, we will be back. I think we haven't discussed this, but we will be back next week on LinkedIn. Same back time, same where? Maybe? Time. Same back place. Same yes. back
3: place. <laughs> With many thanks to um, David Paramore, my brother-in-law, for the credits.
2: You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Keith Smith hosts a great podcast called The Fuel Podcast. Keith, tell us what these fine folks will get out of listening. Fuel is all about the advertising business. It's like Mad Men for the years. Every show, I pick on a hot topic to discuss or interview a celebrity from the world of British and American advertising. We chat about all sorts of things, and I try and uncover the real person behind the image using just my powerful charm, incisive wit, and incredible humor humility. Awesome. Where can people subscribe? Wherever they normally get their podcasts from Apple, Google, Spotify, the NPN website, or just visit my website at thefuelpodcast.com. You heard him. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.